Hi, I'm Alina. And I'm Lauren. Let's demystify the mystical. Hi, Zen Tribe. Are you ready to dip your toes into astrology? Today we're chatting with Cosmic Cures, a UK-based astrologer. Because we're so new to astrology, we have her really break it down for us. She also shares her wellness journey and the daily things she does to keep healthy and happy during her journey with the divine. So without further ado, meet Bex of Cosmic Cures. Awesome, Bex. So we're here with you today and we're so excited. We're excited to talk about astrology and all things mystic and cosmic. But can you start by telling us a little bit about yourself and, and your wellness journey? Uh, certainly. Well, I'm very excited to be here too. So thank you for inviting me onto the podcast. Um, my wellness journey, well, I've kind of had a really interesting uh, structure when it's come to how I've kind of got into holistic wellness and spirituality. My dad's actually really into it. So I've been around it from a really, really young age. And I was kind of growing up knowing all about runes and crystal healing and Reiki and the power of the mind. And it seems funny to talk about it now because wellness and mindfulness are just buzzwords that everyone knows about but going back like 30 years um it, they weren't in the common lexicon nearly as much so it's been really interesting for me to see how the rest of the world has kind of really um really embraced these ideas but I was, yeah, growing up with uh, the idea that where your attention goes is how you can adapt your mindset, um, how you can adapt your emotions. So meditation and yoga was um, it was big for me when I was younger. And I spent a lot of time in hospital when I was younger as well. I had a, um, an illness uh, that I've actually still got, but it's manageable. But when I was a kid, I was in that hospital from about the ages of eight to 14, very regularly. And, um, and my dad would come and stay with me in hospital and uh, we would work on meditation every day. We'd work on visualization when it came to uh, kind of like increasing um, immunity and things like that. So for me, it started really, really young. And then I kind of drifted out of it in my teens and my 20s. Uh, as you do, you kind of uh, rally against what your parents want you to do and really got back into my wellness journey about six or seven years ago and embraced it again. Wow, that's beautiful. I love that your dad was there to help and he taught you in the way that he understood and it stuck at some level. That's just beautiful. Um, that's such a unique experience too. I feel like a lot of us, uh, we don't start learning about meditation until we're much older. And as they say, for everything, if you start younger, it's so much easier. <laughs> um, so that must have been. Yeah, it was really cool. And um, it's, it's interesting because now I sort of like have a platform um, on Instagram where I really like to sort of share what I've learned. And often because, you know, I'm still a newbie in the grand scheme of things. Um, we're all still learning. And there are questions that I'll pose to my dad and he'll kind of like, he's still my guru. And um, and I posted something recently on my stories, which was a reply that he'd given me all about. I think I was just thinking like, oh, why do we meditate? Like, what? why are we, are we just doing it to relax? Or am I trying to find a higher state of consciousness? Or like, what am I, what am I doing here? And, um, and he kind of sent me back this great response all about, oh, well, this is the age old story. Like, what's the meaning of life? And 
I put it up online and I had so many um, women get back to me saying, well, you're really lucky to have this voice in your in your life that you can go to. And they'd had really different um, upbringings where they hadn't been able to lay their hands on this kind of material or they hadn't been able to have these kind of conversations. And I think that is why there is such um, an increase in um, enthusiasm for these things, at least in the last five years, for sure, because a lot of the stigma surrounding it um, has fallen away. And there's just so much more information out there. And I absolutely love that. In fact, that's why Alina and I decided to do this. We wanted a platform and a place where it's totally safe and totally introductory, not over people's heads, but just a place where we can all learn together. Because like you said, we're all students in this journey of life and woo and everything else. Yeah, and I think that's why it's great where you, you guys have got um, the Zen Den and you're kind of, you're bringing these ideas to people, but in an, a very accessible way. Um, and I think, yeah, so this, the kind of stuff that you're doing is really, really important as well, because it's it's giving people an introduction to it. And once I find, and I'm sure you do too, when, when people start to learn about this, it's, um, it's like a slippery slope of excitement. Like you just want to learn more. You open one door and suddenly there's 10 more that you want to, what you want to peek behind because there's just so much to be gained from it. Absolutely. And I love, I think that your account also does a really great job of breaking stuff down. Like you have this one post about rituals and you even say, uh, you might be thinking, um, ritual, this is sounding a bit like the craft. And then you go on and you just break down completely. And um, I mean, well, obviously, listener, we'll link her uh, Instagram in the comments, but um, show notes. But could you right now break down rituals a little more because you did it so beautifully there. And I think that is one of those things that people can kind of look at it and be like, Oh, I don't really know what that means. And, uh, but it's, it can be so meditative and helpful for people. So we'd love to have a breakdown from your perspective. Yeah, for sure. And that's actually one of the most popular posts that I've put up. Um, and whenever I mention it in my newsletter, people get really excited because they are just curious. And it's one of these things that you mention any kind of ritual or ceremony um, when it comes to the moon and people start thinking that you're about to go and uh, kind of dress all in black and dance around a bonfire or something like that. And if you want to do that, if that's your vibe, then go for it. But um, but for me, a ritual, rituals have been around uh, since the sort of like dawn of civilization and a ritual is anything it's a way of connecting to a higher power so you would you'll see it in the egyptian times you'll see it in the aztec times you'll see it in any form of religion that we have going on now and any form of spirituality and it's a way of gently um, easing ourselves into a state of mind where we become more in touch with our intuition or a higher power or whatever you want to call it. Um, and so for me, a ritual is really, really useful to kind of get myself into that state. And it's also just really calming and really lovely. So when I do my moon rituals, um, I always set out a, um, a circle, a, a magic circle first. And all that means is that I'll bring in elements of um, fire, water, earth and air because this helps ground you and it helps harness the energies of the four elements and if you surround yourself with these energies they kind of act like cosmic mirrors to help supercharge your intentions and to help you really feel into the energetic like cosmic vibrations um, that are happening and um, and so 
I find that it's really, really good to have a bowl of water near you. Um, it's good to have some incense for air. It's good to have a candle for fire. And it's good to have um, some crystals or plant life for earth. So those are kind of the things that, that you actually- want to Sorry, that is so cool. I've never thought about it like that and how easy it is to incorporate all four elements. It seemed daunting, but you made it simple. Thank you. Continue. (laughs) No, totally. And that's one of, and it's just so much fun as well. You know, it's so, it it changes um, the process of maybe just sitting down with your journal, which, uh, and you might, you know, think, oh, I'm just going to take five minutes to journal and it can feel a bit rushed to turning it into a real occasion and sitting down and surrounding yourself with these things that you love, your favorite crystals, um, your favorite bowl of water and so once you've got your your four elements then I always like to meditate um and when meditating I might do that for 10 minutes 15 minutes and um and I will personally use the energy of whichever zodiac sign the moon is sitting in at that point so we're about to go into uh, into Taurus for the full moon on the thirty first of October. It will be our next my next ritual um, space, and Taurus uh, is connected to the the throat, and so I'll be using a lot of work with like the throat chakra, and also it's an earth sign. So when I'll be meditating, I'll probably choose to surround myself with uh, stones that relate to earth signs. So jasper uh, relates a lot to the earth because that's with like the root chakra so I might find um some kambaba jasper that's a really beautiful green stone and um I will find some possibly uh, some aquamarine because that connects us to our throat helps open up our throat chakra um or sodalite does as well and so when I'm meditating I'll really focus on feeling myself grinding into the earth grinding into the nourishing energy of nature and I'll take deep breaths and just feel myself really connect with nature and then as I'm doing a body scan as I often kind of tend to finish my meditation with I'll really focus on my throat chakra and where I could be holding and like I'll Block, uh, there could be blockages or stagnant energy in my throat chakra and really work on visualizing a blue light spreading out and spreading across my chest and sort of like just really opening up and inviting myself to help myself find my truth and so that's a, another great way of starting any kind of ritual or journaling session it's to open yourself up to an invitation of I'm ready for this and um, and I'm, I'm in a non-judgmental space of myself because often we forget that we can be incredibly judgmental of ourselves in our day-to-day life so any kind of journaling ritual you really want to feel like you're in a safe space with your own emotions so I, I want to go back to the throat chakra because I'm, I'm fascinated by that and I have a lot of questions uh, when it comes to chakras um, so mm. what like this is news to me that so chakras can relate to different moon cycles or to different like to the Taurus. Could you explain that a little more? Yeah. So each of the astrology signs, I mean, each of the constellations um, can link to different elements in the body, to different chakras and uh, and they relate to different planets as well. So you'll find it all kind of really interweaving. Um, and so once you kind of get a broader idea of that, then you can, um, you can work with them and kind of deepen the way that you connect to each of the moons. Okay. That's so fascinating. Yeah. I never... 
because you know I've heard we we talk about astrology and we talk about chakras in different contexts. So I never had heard about the two under the same umbrella. It's super fascinating to me. Yeah, it's cool. All of these things you, so you much do to find. Learn. <laughs> <laughs> There's always so much. That's what's so yeah. It's so exciting. It's so exciting. <laughs> So I love the night sky. I've always been totally fascinated by it. And whenever possible, I stargaze. And I'm so excited about this meteor that we have going on in Utah tonight here. But I don't know much about the night sky. Can you tell us more? Like night sky stargazing for dummies. <laughs> I can give you a um a, a moon one oh one, I think would be would be what you would be after. Or it's the um that I find useful well first of all let's talk about the whole idea of when we talk about the constellations and where the signs are one of the biggest questions I get when I put out something about the moon being in Libra I'm sorry the sun being in Libra say as it is today and the moon being in Sagittarius um, I'll give a little bit of information about what the energies that we'll be feeling will be because of um, the two solar bodies sitting in those constellations and I'll often get people message and say oh, okay that's really interesting but I'm a Leo so what does you know what's mine or um, I'm a Pisces but I think the important thing to remember with this like for newbies is that we all feel the energy of the sun and the moon no matter where they're sitting it doesn't matter if they're sitting in your own constellation or not Um, when the sun is in a certain constellation and the moon is in a certain constellation that creates these energetic harmonies that we're all going to hear so we can can all plug into it and we can all tune into it and then the reason why none of us feel exactly the same thing is because we've all got different placements of planets and stars in our own chart so I know one of them you're saying that you're a Scorpio so you will go on Thursday we enter Scorpio season and you're gonna have a a much a, a really different experience of Scorpio season then I will, for example, I have a Scorpio moon. So I'm going to feel it on a more emotional level. Uh, but it kind of knowing where the sun and the moon is uh, allows each of us individually, no matter what our star sign and our moon sign, to recognize high vibrations and low vibrations that will be around on that day. And in doing so, we can adjust our own um, our own way of going about our day in order to try and harness the, the high vibes, the good vibrations. So, for example... When the sun is in Libra, as it is at the moment, and we're just we're just finishing Libra season, so we've had four weeks of the sun being in Libra, and this really encourages a time of balance and harmony, of looking towards finding balance in our lives, um, towards seeing where we don't give enough of our attention. And when the moon is in Sagittarius, as it is today, Sagittarius is the adventurer, the like happy-go-lucky wanderer. So. When the sun is in Libra and the moon is in Sagittarius, it's a really good opportunity to think, well, do I allow myself enough time in life to have adventures? Is my energy balanced between trying to micromanage my life or allowing the universe to provide me with adventure, to provide me with serendipity? And so once we've got that, we've got in our heads that those are the energies to be working with over those two days we can think do you know what I'm actually gonna I'm gonna allow some time in my day to just see what happens to just see what adventures come up and so so you've kind of now taken the high vibrations of 
Libra sun, the high vibrations of Sagittarius moon, and you've given yourself a challenge and you've given yourself a way to kind of level up and a way to transform. And that's what all of this is. That's what working with the sun and the moon is. It's it's looking for ways that we can transform ourselves and we can step into a kind of like a higher alignment. I love that so much. And I actually have one more question about Scorpios and such. So I'm a Scorpio and I wear like a badge of honor. Like I have a Scorpio necklace on right now, but I also am kind of confused because does that mean that everyone who is born between October 22nd and November 21st has a similar personality? Cause that's a little hard for me to buy. Yeah, totally. And I think that's one of the common misconceptions of um, of horoscopes. And that's why, although Mystic Meg has done uh, done great things for people knowing about horoscopes and astrology, I think that's one of the downfalls is, you know, people think, oh, well, I could read a, a cosmopolitan magazine, the horoscopes, but obviously not everyone is going to have the same, you know, everyone who's a Virgo isn't going to feel the same, same way. Um, so what they do is they really kind of just give you the, the basic idea. But we're all when we're born we all have the sun somewhere in our chart so a birth chart is basically I don't know if you guys have ever had yours read but um you discover you you put down what your um exact time of birth is your exact place of birth and your um exact date of birth and in doing uh, in this you can kind of get a blueprint of what the sky was looking at like at your exact moment of birth and this is what we use to kind of work out what your personality will be what your um what your emotional self will be the way that you project yourself to the world so depending on where the sun was sitting, like which constellation it appeared the sun was sitting in, that will reflect your personality and the way that you usually approach actions and you way you, way you go about um, your, your mission in the world, your kind of the way that you approach things. But bearing, um, bearing in mind the moon was also somewhere when you were born. And so depending on where the moon was, that represents your emotional side. That represents the your shadow self, the, the part of yourself that you keep hidden from most people unless they're your inner circle, uh, the way that you react to um, situations happening deep down. So someone who is a Scorpio sun but who has a Leo moon is going to have a a far different temperament to someone who's, say, a Scorpio uh, sun but has a Cancer moon. And, you know, Cancer is renowned for being much more emotional, much more nurturing, and a water sign. You know, they're going to be have a a lot kind of deeper emotions and probably um, uh, more surface emotions than, say, someone who is a Leo moon. And Leos are much more about um, sort of like joy, confidence um it can uh, translate into arrogance so it's really really fascinating and that's just the sun and the moon then you've got your rising sign which is um which represents um how you kind of show yourself to the world and then you've got the planets as well so depending on where mercury was when you were born that's going to have an effect on how you communicate in the world or how you deal with communication and how you can use communication to your benefit um i so say once you figure out all of these things there's a myriad of different ways that it can translate into a personality and it just becomes so fascinating so I actually uh, use the app CoStar to get my birth chart. And so I know from that that my moon is in Taurus. Um, uh-huh. So does that mean like this upcoming 
Taurus moon, should that mean something like exciting for me or different? Like, should I, should I be amped for this? <laughs> it means, it means that you're going to possibly feel like a, a deeper connection to it if you allow yourself to. So Taurus is um, the, the sign of the bull, um, the bougie bull, I like to call her because she <laughs> loves comfort she loves the finer things in life um loves to be in nature but also to be surrounded with like wonderful food wonderful drink wonderful friends and and so this is uh really really positive in some aspects but one of the lower vibes of Taurus is that there can be a stubbornness um to them and also it means that they can fear progressing in life because they don't want to leave their comfort zone because they're they don't like the idea of hardships up ahead and so when Tauruses work with especially on a Taurus moon it's a chance to really ask yourself what am I afraid to do because of a I'm afraid of a lack of comfort like where can I leave my comfort zone and because you've got the double Taurus energy of having a Taurus moon anyway then it's it kind of like supercharges this um this journaling prompt that's then going to help you set intentions of where do i where do i need to leave my comfort zone actually what's what was my comfort zone that has now become a bit of a gilded prison let's say oh i already know exactly what that is um calling me out so <laughs> um no but that, i love when you exactly. said uh if you allow it, like if you allow these things, um, because we, Lauren and I always talk about that there's so many different ways to get connected with the divine and, uh, you just have to figure out, you know, what works for you and let it happen or find something else. And, um, you know, I think it's pretty silly when people judge anyone's, uh, finding the divine, because if you let it happen, you can feel, you can feel it if, if you want to. So I, I love that sentiment. Yeah. I always yeah. like to think of God like a loving parent. And if he or she or whatever is a loving parent, then they'd want to connect with us in the way that makes most sense to us. And that looks different for everyone, just like a parent would want to connect with their child and the way that makes the most sense. And it looks different. And so I think it's just beautiful to explore and think and kind of wander down different trails a little bit. Oh, yeah, I completely, completely agree. And often I find that the biggest judgments come from people that are really struggling in their own life to keep to to find a sense of purpose because you'll find that when people are happy and when they are on their own path, they don't really want to criticize as much. Um, but one of my absolute kind of like favorite ways to look at it is there's this uh, I think it's like a, it's an old Buddhist um, Buddhist kind of phrase or, or belief um, that or no it's, it's more like a, a kind of saying um, that if you um, if you pray to a rock with enough devotion then the mountains will come alive and I love the idea that each of us is praying to our own individual rocks in our lives. And for us, the mountains are coming alive. If I decide that astrology and working with the moon is going to help me become a better person, and it does do that, then there's no one that can argue and tell me it hasn't. And similarly, if someone wants to go to church every day and, and pray to God in a religious sense in that way, that's their mountains coming alive for them. And I can't go and tell them that hasn't worked because that's literally their reality. 
I love that. Oh yeah, that's such a beautiful sentiment. Oh, that's gorgeous. Um, so I was, I'm curious, like what is one practice that you've incorporated in your life um, that you do regularly that you feel like has changed your life for the better? Um, I write a gratitude list every morning. So that's just five things. And I do that before I do anything uh-huh. else. Um, before I even look at my emails, before I write, you know, write back to people uh, on online or whatever. Um, and I've got a special journal for that. And sometimes it might be really specific. So um, I might say, oh, you know, I'm so grateful that I was on this awesome podcast yesterday. And I, I you know, I got to speak to like-minded women. Um, but then I also might just put like, oh, I'm so grateful that I've been given a chance to live my truth and find out what I'm passionate about and incorporate it into my everyday. Or I might put, oh, I'm so grateful for, you know, my friend Annie who messaged me this morning just telling me that she cared about me. And I just find that when you do, you know, when you write these gratitude lists every day, because there's always something different to mention, depending on how you feel. It's just the best way of starting your day, because not only are you reminding yourself of how much wonderful things, you know, how many wonderful things in your life, but it's a really essential element of manifestation. Um, When you want to manifest your dreams and when you want to create a dream life for yourself, then you need to have gratitude for what you already have before you can usher in anything else. And so for me, being on the frequency of gratitude, of feeling constant gratitude for what I have in my life and for what the universe has provided is setting me up for just saying, oh, I'm open to more. Like, you know, and and such a common misconception in the West is, oh, well, if you've got enough, then you shouldn't ask for more. But, you know, that's greedy. But that's not how the universe works at all. If you see that the universe is something that that wants to give, that wants to make you as happy as possible, it's this huge, like, it's this loving entity, eternal love and eternal energy. And so the more gratitude that you give out, the more it wants to provide in your life to to complete that cycle so yeah I just find gratitude there's absolutely no um no negative aspect to it whatsoever I actually heard a way of thinking about this that really resonated with me so gratitude could look like being grateful for your beater car and taking super good care of it and getting it washed and expressing gratitude daily all the while manifesting the car that you want in the future that'll get you where you need to be a little bit safer or something like that. So we're grateful for where we are. We're grateful for what we have, but we're also so excited for what the universe will bring in our lives next for eternal progression and growth. Totally. And I love that. And it's so, so true. You know, like um, wanting to have something something better in your life doesn't mean that you are dissatisfied with what you already have it just means that you you know you're almost saying like wow universe I love what you've given me so far now let's see how else we can progress it I love that and the idea of getting on the same frequency it's kind of like when it rains it pours and we use that often in like a negative aspect like oh all these bad things keep happening but it could easily be flipped on its head and be like all these great things keep happening and you might not feel that way if you're not taking the time to write it down and, and, you know, be conscious of conscious of it. Totally. Absolutely. Totally. And it, and it's just, it's just, it's all energy and it's all where, where our attention goes, then our energy flows. And 
if you start off the day feeling positive and happy for for what you've got in this life, then it's going to, you know, there's going to have to be some serious things that happen to make you think otherwise. Whereas if you start off the day feeling negative or just feeling, you know, a bit down in the dumps, then it's so much easier to pick up on other things that make you negative. So it's, you know, almost like tuning a radio station every morning. You want to tune it into the channel that you want to be listening to for the rest of the day. And I want to be tuning into a channel of positivity and gratitude. So that's what I tend to do. I love that. And um, let's see, on your Instagram, you talk about the moon child sorority and people, listeners, you can go and join that. Is that that an email list that you talk about or could you just explain that, I guess? (laughs) It sounds very fun, whatever it is. Very fun. Yeah. So the Moonshot Sorority is just a space that I wanted to create for um, for cosmically curious gals um, who wanted to just get more information about where the moon was going to be working with the moon, um, information on crystals, because I talk a lot about crystal healing as well, um, information on manifestation and gratitude. And then a lot of it for me is also female empowerment. So I try and use astrology in a way that it's quite proactive. So uh, to go back to your question about the Child Sorority, that's a free newsletter that you can sign up to. And I send it out every Sunday. And it basically breaks down each of the days of the week into where the sun is and where the moon is, and therefore the energies that we'll be feeling. And it gives you a little task for each day. So it could be an action that you can take. It could be an activity um, or it's a female empowerment um, kind of task. So yesterday with the the moon and Sagittarius, it's all about um, kind of adventure, believing the best that can happen and kind of like celebrating skills and talents. And so the task yesterday was just to share something um, amazing that a female that you know had done and share it with another woman. So if you know um, a friend who's a great artist or who's a great musician, maybe has a song up on Spotify, take that song and just make to a completely unrelated female to say, hey, I want you to listen to this. This is what this like badass chick in my life is doing. And just kind of and encourage them to do the same. So every week I really, really try and encourage women to spread the love, to be cheerleaders for other women, to raise the vibe of other females, because in doing that, we raise the collective vibe of all females. And that's really important to me. So that's a, a big aspect of the Moonchild Sorority. And at the moment, it's just a newsletter, but I want to turn it into, you know, I've got plans in the future to turn it into a membership space on the website and really create um, a space where women can come together and talk freely about spirituality and manifestation and gratitude and all of these different things as a sisterhood. Oh, that gives me goosebumps. It makes me so happy, especially because I'll be honest, there were moments during our conversation when I, when I felt a little bit overwhelmed when we were talking about moon science and sun. I don't even know how to repeat it back, but it's nice to hear that there will be continual messages that'll help me get this stuff down pat because and then, right like, now the homework I, the task yeah. idea I just signed up by I'm like I shouldn't be exiting out of tabs to sign up for this during a podcast recording but <laughs> I didn't want to forget so <laughs> no and up. yeah like the daily yeah, asks or assignment I'm very excited about that too 
Yeah, and it gets you, it gets you used to working with the moon and the sun. It's, it's yeah, it's, it's great. I think people love it because it is very overwhelming, and you know, I have kind of uh, tried to make it as accessible as possible. But even then, there's a lot of of cosmic info to digest so just having it each week and to refer back to it and you know it's uh, women can just pop it open each day and just have a look at like all right today this is where the moon and the sun is oh today I'm gonna do this like today I'm gonna so um for the task today it was do something that's a bit adventurous go to a coffee shop that you wouldn't normally go to or order something off the menu that you would usually kind of think oh I want to try that but I'm not going to I'm gonna pay it safe so today was all about kind of stepping out of your comfort zone and being um Um, a bit adventurous and so you know these are things that all women can do but it's giving them the opportunity to really plug into the energies that we're feeling with the sun and the moon and and harness them for themselves I love that Lauren should we go to a coffee shop and order something um yeah I only ever get one thing so it'll be pretty easy to branch (laughs) out from that that sounds kind of fun we'll do it right after this I'm so glad (laughs) Well, thank you for taking time to talk with us today. You guys can find her at cosmic underscore cures on Instagram. And again, we'll put everything in the show notes. Um, and we're just, yeah, we're so glad that you could take some time and chat with us. Oh, I've really enjoyed it. Thank you so much, ladies. It's been really, really, really great. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening. If you want to hear more from Bex, you can check her Instagram out. It's cosmic underscore cures. And that'll be in our show notes. Also, selfish plug, don't forget to check out Zen Den's store. We've got some amazing Zodiac boxes, and you can also buy individual items. Like if you're a Libra, you can get some Libra potion or a necklace or really the whole shebang. So be sure to check it out. It's just zenden.store.